This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Listen, I've met too many people <laughs> that have pretended like they don't know me after I oh, same. 30 minutes after they've liked my Instagram photo. So I'm yeah. just like, we're from the Midwest. Like, we don't have fucking time <laughs> for that shit, okay? Ooh, it's about to get juicy here. Pod. I am here with fellow Midwest queen, Lauren Forking Elizabeth. <laughs> Did you say forking? Yeah, I need forking to steal is my that. thing. <laughs> I need to steal that because I say fuck too much. I know, same. I feel like I was doing it too much and then I would like go back home and my parents would be like, what the hell, Taylor? Uh, <laughs> so I, Because people in LA like don't have a filter. Oh yeah, but I mean, unfortunately my family I think is more psychotic than I am, so I have no control <laughs> at all. I love it. So Lauren, I have to tell you, I have been like a huge fan of yours for years. I've been running around the house today like jittery because I'm like, oh my God, like th- my th- dream has finally come true. I'm freaking interviewing Lauren Elizabeth and I'm like, my, my roommate literally just made me take a tequila shot. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I just took a tequila shot oh, and I chased with Celsius. My, oh, wow. What an iconic combo. Oh my God. First of all, this is incredible. I So what I've like learned because I'm new to the podcast world is that I need to like not I, when I'm editing because you edit as well. I get very annoyed when someone's talking and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I always like I always like mute myself, but it's like in the moment you want them to know you're listening. And now I'm like so good at being quiet, but no one can see me. And I just want everyone to know that I'm on like the other side of the FaceTime, just like dancing and smiling so hard while she's talking right now. I'm not just like a cold hearted bitch that's just completely silent. <laughs> but on like the fucking digital stuff we're doing, it's even harder to not talk over each other because it's it's lagging completely I was in a class I actually went to fit em, and in my classes one oh. of my professors was like that's called active listening when you're constantly like yeah uh-huh because I want them to know that I'm listening but in podcasting that's like a big no-no but I heard this thing that made me feel very self-conscious I don't know where I heard it didn't go to college so definitely not there but I did <laughs> hear that like when you're saying like yeah yeah definitely it's like you're interrupting them to get them to stop talking because you want to add something and so then I was that's probably me I was like oh fuck I mean that's definitely me so I was like oh shit like I gotta I gotta stop talking in general but then on the (laughs) podcast I'm like people probably think I'm like not reacting to you at all 
So everyone, just so you know, we're two active <laughs> listeners and I'm so fucking excited to be on your podcast. I've been like, I've been, I don't know, like I feel like I've been like following you for a long time and then I started seeing you like pop up even more places. You know when you like see a car and you're like, oh, I've never yeah. seen that car before and then all of a sudden it's driving see it everywhere. everywhere in LA. <laughs> like you are my brand new car that I've been seeing <laughs> everywhere. Well, that's so crazy to me because like literally you were the person I feel like that made me fall in love with like lifestyle youtubers because i was like i of course knew of juicy star 07 but like i was invested in your videos you know oh what i mean God. like you were the one who made me oh yeah mm-hmm. okay so we're gonna pause the episode really quickly so i can talk about literally one of my favorite things on the planet da 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 anchor so if you haven't heard about anchor before it's basically the easiest way to make a podcast period. Let me just explain to you what they have. First of all, it's free, which like nothing's free anymore. So I feel like that's already your number one winner. Second of all, there's like all these different creation tools on the platform where you can make your own podcast and like you can record and edit it right from your phone or your computer, which is like crazy because you don't need all this fancy equipment. And like I said, it's free. So you're saving money that way too. And then my personal favorite thing about Anchor and like the main reason why I use it is because Anchor will literally distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all different platforms that like basically any podcast can be distributed. So it can be heard through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So all you do is submit your podcast link and they literally distribute it everywhere for you, which is incredible. And overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So it's super easy. I can't recommend it enough. I personally use this every week and I just love it so much. I recommend it to every one of my friends that wants to start a podcast. Even my brother uses it. So it's very user friendly and I definitely recommend. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So don't miss your opportunity to make an awesome podcast and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back into the episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Mwah. I'm that not even going to act crazy. like I hate it when people act like they don't know. Oh. Like when they're like, oh yeah, I don't know who you are. I'm like, no, like listen, like I'm a huge fan girl. <laughs> no, I feel like it's even like more fucking rude <laughs> to be like, yeah, so like what do you do? So like even if I don't I know, know I like- try to like at least know. But yeah, no, that's so crazy. Like I mean the Juicy Star 07 days, like that's when it was, that's when it was good, man. That's Those when it was popping. Those, Those were, were the, the days. days. Okay, so can you just give like the briefest little intro like everyone has you do on a podcast just so in case someone for some reason doesn't know who you are okay brief intro I am Lauren and I've been on YouTube since 2011 so now I'm an old grandma but I still make videos and I have a clothing line I now have a podcast and I still I started as a blogger before like YouTube was like super popping so I still do my website so it's just kind of like if you go to my Instagram Lauren Elizabeth you'll see just like a bunch of other sub Instagrams so I kind of just try to do as much as I can without dying you know she kills it I feel like you are OG but still so relevant thank you I mean I don't feel that way unfortunately in the my friends at the okay sis podcast they tell me that I'm really really bad at taking compliments and they yell at me all the time and they say that I'm way too self-deprecating but they're not here so <laughs> <laughs> well shout out okay sis go listen to both of our podcasts of them of us on their podcast they're the best they're literally the best they are 
<laughs> I feel like you guys have such a good dynamic, especially with the morning toast girls because you're such like quick fast-paced talkers that it's literally like a party going on in my ear when I listen I'm like oh my god there's so much going on I know I, I was gonna it. say like what is it like listening because I don't listen to myself it's already brutal having to edit my own podcast just because <laughs> I mean who likes hearing their own voice like that's not just me but I I can't even imagine what it's like listening to the podcast where it was me okay sis girls and Kenzie Elizabeth like yeah re- recording <laughs> that was like being on crack I can't even imagine what people were thinking I'm when they were listening to it how did anyone get a word in we literally had to like give each other dirty looks (laughs) (laughs) okay so I want to talk to you a little bit about growing up in the midwest because I'm from Indiana and you're from Chicago area right yes are you from like actual Chicago or a suburb so I grew up in the northwest suburbs and then I'm the oldest of four and my mom's like very like young hip and cool so when I was in high school I think she was like pretty miserable living in the suburbs she had me really young so I think that she kind of never really thrived so she and I was a bitch so I was like you're not we're not moving like I'm obviously finishing high school literally like the moment I graduated my whole family moved down to the city so I yeah so like I technically grew up in the suburbs till like 18 but now I don't really go home to the suburbs or anything and you know it's like I live pretty close to the city so I say Chicago but technically I'm a, I'm a Midwest suburban girl growing up on McDonald's and Panera Bread, baby. <laughs> no, Panera Bread, Bread Bowl's like, oh my God. The best. <laughs> it, it's different. <laughs> okay. So, what do you miss the most about the Midwest? And, like, what do you wish that we had in LA? Obviously, besides Panera, what do you wish that we had in LA that is back in the Midwest? You know, it was Panera for a while. I only found one in Santa Monica. (laughs) But besides that, you know, I think that honestly being in quarantine especially has like given me a whole new perspective. I think that I moved out here so young and so fast that I kind of just shut it all out. Like I just blacked Mm -hmm. it out. I put my head down and I focused on like what was right in front of me. And with all this time to just like think and really, you know, have to be grateful for stuff because there is so much craziness going on in the world. I, you know, I even, I did this little like picture frame thing on my wall. It sounds so lame, but like literally there's four pictures and it's just like me, my boyfriend, my two dogs, my seven best friends and like an entire family photo. And I just look at it and I'm like, that's like all that matters to me. And what I miss most about the Midwest, like I feel like I'm, it's finally really hitting me that my family's not here my true friends are not here like when the world opens back up like I just I have this like weird kind of like sadness of I don't know like it's been so my family's obviously here with me in quarantine but it's just like this sadness of why do I even live here like and I know it's like me being catastrophizing and negative and whatever but I mean listen there are so many things I love about LA but like what I truly miss about the Midwest is just like there, when I lived there, there was no pressure. There was no expectations. Obviously, like, the world has changed in a whole, like, social media wasn't popping and stuff. So, obviously, no matter where you live, you probably still deal with, like, the pressures and stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like I think about what my life would be like. Not that I would technically ever do it. But it would just be nice. I feel like it would be more simple and more relaxed and you know, surrounded by more of like friends and family. Maybe that's just a grass is greener on the other side. But like, damn, I just miss everything about Chicago. Like I, I love going home and just eating whatever the fuck I want, doing whatever I want with my friends. Like there's just no pressure. It's just straight comfort. Mm-hmm. Would you ever move back? Honestly, I don't think so. That's the, That's like the crazy part because 
there are so many benefits of living here just like the fucking weather and like yeah there are so many great things that I do love about living here I feel like it's just how do I find the balance where I could I don't know just feel my best in both places and like not feel like there is a grass is greener on the other side I mean we're both still young so it's kind of like there's stuff to figure out. I guess I'd say never say never, but there's this part of me that feels like I'd be like failing if I moved back home. Not that that is, but I put that on myself. I know. I feel like when I first moved out here, I it was so hard for me to get adjusted to because just like the things people worry about here are not even things that cross people's minds back home. Like even with this quarantine time, like I'm, I haven't gotten my nails done. I haven't gotten eyelash extensions, like the dumbest things and like spray tans and whatever the heck I used to spend money on. And I'm like, why did I think like, I, I used to legitimately be like, Oh my God, I have to go to my nail appointment. Like it was like part of work or I was like, Oh my God, I have to go get this spray tan for this event. Like I have to, or else. And like, now I'm like, what was I thinking? I know. And it kind of like even trickled out for me before quarantine. Like I started like cutting back on things just cause I was so like over it, I guess. Like There was a part of it that was like, I just can't sit still, right? Like, I used to be like, I don't have time to go fucking sit and get my eyelashes done. Like, I I was too ADD and anxiety to be, like, not in control. And so I, like, stopped getting my eyelashes done. And then it just all went from there. I stopped. I used to get spray tans every seven days. Every fucking seven days. And, like, at an expensive place. Like, not even one of, like, the cheaper ones that are just as fine. Like, I was addicted to, like, looking perfect 24-7. And I literally cannot tell you the last time I got spray tan, my nails done, eyelashes, even before the quarantine. Like, all I do now is I get my hair done and I get facials just because I feel like those are, I don't know, just, like, upkeep, I guess. And the rest is just, like, Yeah, well, everyone has their things. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like... I've noticed a lot lately. I'm like, oh my God, that was such a waste of money. Like yeah. I could have put that towards like a savings or whatever. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 Hard Challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is Liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave Liquid IV. Like, the lemon-lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it, and it's just so good. Like, a nice, cold, crisp glass of Liquid IV. Oh my gosh, sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. 
And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a Liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a Liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. You mentioned in your Q&A episode on mood, you talked about the importance of who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. and like how that trumps the location you live in and whatnot. What like made you come to that realization? I think it started because, I mean, I didn't really like prioritize socializing the first couple years I lived in LA because I had actually like a real job. And I say real because I'm not saying influencing isn't real. It's just like I wasn't my own boss. Like I had a legitimate boss. What was your first real job? I worked at Awesomeness TV. People might not remember that anymore, but it was it was popping back in the day. It was popping AF. I, I loved it. I started as an intern and then I moved to like producer and talent and then I just kind of like left and would still work with them as talent but I yeah so like that was a big big commitment and then once I missed socializing so much I dove into it and I was just surrounding myself with like whatever was cool whatever everyone else was doing and I was a little bit older than a lot of the people I was hanging out with and I think I kind of started realizing that and once I started working on myself more I just realized that like I didn't really care as much about what all like I felt like I really did grow up even more so and I didn't need to be doing what the kids quote unquote younger than me were doing and I didn't have like the energy to do it as much anymore and I think even meeting my boyfriend and starting to kind of meet his friends in his family I was like oh wait see like there are good people in LA because I kept my close friend group really 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 small and then once I saw there was more out there I was like oh okay and I started meeting more and more good people and it's like I just lost that desire to go out of my way to like fit in and do something that was cool because I was like oh no it is quality over quantity and like I think that just comes with being an adult like you were saying for my q and I clearly don't remember anything I say But yeah, I think it just comes like anywhere. Like you can find assholes. You can find a shitty boyfriend. You can find bitches anywhere you go. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter. Exactly. Completely. I feel like I was so lost and like I would cry and like face to my parents like, please, can I come home? Like in my first two years of living here. But I'm so glad they didn't let me because I finally found my people and like who I can actually hang out with and like call them family here instead of like me hanging out with like stupid people I met for the first year in college. Like no one ends up hanging out with them. If you don't call your parents crying saying you want to go home when you move to LA, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Also your parents, like it's your duty. If your kid begs you to move to LA, like parents have to put their foot down and be like, no, you can't like 
pay for a flight for them to come home whenever they want because that's part of the lesson. Oh, a hundred percent. It was like, if you're moving to LA, you're moving to LA. Like, you know what I mean? My parents were like, yeah, right. (laughs) You're staying there. Yeah. My mom was like, I can come out there. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. Like, I want to come home. (laughs) (laughs) Same. So, okay. I want to dive into a little bit about you meeting your boyfriend because I have yet to meet like awesome straight guys in LA and I'm just like wondering how where like I miss the guys from back home and I just need to know where we meet them because you know I'm sick and tired of going to the bungalow well (laughs) there's your first fucking problem okay (laughs) he's going to bungalow that's your the only good thing about bungalow is people watching not people meeting okay but no I actually I love the vibe there but I mean it's all pretty much douchers even the bartenders are so fucking neat it's like usc guys and i'm like listen i do know a lot of good usc guys too but that's also through my boyfriend but it's just <laughs> i i don't know i just i don't have time for people with attitudes and the people that aren't nice and the people that think they're too fucking cool or too fucking famous i I'm just like where are the midwest guys i, know. I need the down-to-earth I, midwest guys i will tell you though i don't miss the midwest guys but i think that's because i went to like a really like niche high school of guys that were just out of control but I will say that I think it all started clicking. You know, it's weird because I I did have one serious boyfriend in L.A. And we met through a mutual friend who was a friend that was just producer as well at Awesomeness, who was a few years older than me. She set me up. And so that was nice because it felt really normal. It was someone that was like from L.A., grew up in the Valley, normal kid. And then obviously that ended. But the, the year in between that boyfriend and the next one, Lauren was getting out there, all right? Lauren was Lauren was seeing Lauren was on the scene. Lauren was on the How prowl. so were you like were you on dating apps? Like what were you doing? I was not okay. I did I was on Raya before Raya was like too cool for like whatever. I heard you like get <laughs> Love like Raya. I heard you like get blocked if you like say it Raya out loud, by the way. So be careful because I know you're still single. So don't say the don't say the R word. I've heard horror stories. What? Yeah, okay, I've heard people I've heard people say that they're on Raya on a podcast and then had their Raya account blocked. I don't know. We're probably not even Shut the for them to fork up. I oh swear God. to God. Okay. So I was only on Raya and it was mostly for fun just because like who doesn't want to be on a like app that you could potentially see that a celebrity is trying to date someone like weird flex. But OK. You know yeah. I mean? You know what I mean? I was like, I want to see like what so, like guys are that Same. are celebrities. Like, I want to see John Mayer. Yeah. You know? Like, why are they on Raya? If I want to yeah. know your <laughs> self-worth, you know, but I it's funny. So I matched with my boyfriend on Raya. But I Stop. did not. I didn't know that. But I did not speak to him on Raya. Oh I my God, T. he picked the worst fucking profile picture ever. Like looking back, I'm like, what were you? That is like my least favorite picture of you in the entire world. Like I don't know why. Like it just like wasn't it for me. And I'm pretty sure he said hey. And I had to pull up the screenshot, like the, I had to redownload the app and pull all this up because he would not admit it. And I was like, I'm getting the receipts, motherfucker. So I did that a couple years ago, but we didn't talk. We actually, I was just out on the town. I was just, I had my two best girlfriends. It was like me, my friend Claudia, my cousin Chloe, and we would go out just like Wednesday to Saturday. And it was more so of just like. We were like, we're young. We're all single. Like, why not? Because, like, listen, that's going to get exhausting at a certain point. But you also have to do it at one point or else yeah. you're going to regret it. So I think. So like, what's going out? Is that, like, to bars? Is that to clubs? Yes. Is that just, like, to a restaurant? Like, where is that? That is bars, clubs, events. But not, like, you got to also know, like, what's what. It's tricky in yeah. LA. Because there's places that are just straight up sketchy. 
And then there's places that are like decent, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of like sometimes making the sacrifice of going to the sketchy place. But what we did, (laughs) which was also kind of bad is doing that thing where you're like a little drunk and you just like introduce yourself kind of thing. And I did. Yeah, the, but I feel like there's that's fun. Like you have to do yeah. that at some point. Listen, it's a little cringy looking back <laughs> because my boyfriend, his first impression of me was the drunk girl that was hitting on his friend that they had to get away from. So there is that. But listen, you know what? Things can happen. Things can change. I like purposely bumped into his best friend, Greg, because I was like, oh, like that's like Greg Salkin. Like, you know, I was a fame whore. I was like, let's get it. Yeah. Like, let's. It's all about the. <laughs> It's about the, the acquiring of the prospect, it. you know? It's like you just want to be able to say you did it. It's not like you're actually you trying to – It's about the story. To, yeah, you're not trying to gain it's something content, from content, baby it. content. Exactly. We need to talk about this on the podcast. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so we ended up just like once you started saying hi to people, then you would start seeing them again at places – as embarrassing as it might have been, depending on how drunk you were, at least I was able to then see Greg again at an, at an event, know we knew each other. And so just kind of like getting out there and like making friends. Like I, I was acting for a while. So there was one point where this guy that I was in a, a, a series with was also one of Greg's friends. So like the pieces kind of like came together. And then we just met, honestly, through me developing a small friendship with Greg and then him knowing someone who knew me through awesomeness and him being like, oh, will you help us with YouTube? And then it was with Cameron. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I matched with that guy on a dating app. And like <laughs> we honestly just buried it under the rug and decided to just all be friends because they were like, you don't meet a lot of girls in L.A. that are actually like really good girls. Like they're all kind yeah, of like completely. fake bitches. These are not my words. These are their words. And they were like, we don't want to lose you as a friend. So we're going to friend zone you. And in my mind, I was like, who the fuck thought you weren't already in the friend zone? I was like, all right. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like, I've been sticking around this long. If I wanted to make out with you, I probably would have already. And I probably yeah, already exactly. tried. I think pretty sure I tried to make out with Cameron once. And I was very confused why he didn't want to make out with me. But here we are now, <laughs> over three years later. So that was a long story, but I promise I won't do it again. I love it. So for girls that are single in L.A., first of all, what's like the best photo, first photo to have as on your dating app profile? I mean, you got you to gotta do the classic. You got to do like, you can't do anything too glam because you're never going to look like that in real life. So you don't want to be like a catfish. But you want to do something that's like sexy but cute, like the classic line from Crazy Stupid Love. And then you got to do like the animal picture. Don't do any friend pictures because then they're looking at up like they're looking with their dicks. They're going to see other so girls. So no friend, no, no friend pictures. You period. can't do it. Wow. Okay. Especially if it's the first one, they don't know who's who. You who's know who? Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. like, if your first picture is like you and your girls, like they have no idea, and like boys are mm-hmm. lazy. You want the first picture to be like solo. Don't like you. I mean, personally, I don't want to be known as like, because I'm just not like, I don't want to be known as something sexy. So like if I have one sexy beach pic, like I'm not going to post that because it just like doesn't represent me. So I would say like something like in your natural habitat, sexy, cute, first photo, then throw in some other ones with like, you know, dogs, just like don't do like be authentic, but like recognize that like if you were an outsider, what would you think? Right. You would get it. Yeah. Okay. I love that. 
Well, I feel like a lot of my friends, including myself, like I'm here acting like I'm asking for my friends, including myself, (laughs) we are all wondering, you know, where the heck to meet these so-called great guys in L.A. And so I feel like your advice means the world to us. I mean, listen, you can do the dating apps. I have friends that love going on dates. I think it just depends what you like. Like, I personally like developing a friendship first and then crossing over. Because dating, if me and Cameron date, like, went on a date, like, I don't even know what would have happened. But we were friends first. But that's just me. Like, there's some girls that, like, want to be wined and dined. So I think you just got to, like, do it the way you want to do it. And if it is, like you're saying, you just have to get out there more because you're not going to make new friends if you don't meet anyone in general, you know? Got it. Well, I have to tell you about this thing that Kenzie and I came up with. It's technically Kenzie came up with it because she was describing my type of guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called a 307. Have you ever heard of it? No. All I think of is Mr. 305, Pitbull. So please take me off that track. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Worldwide. Okay. So I, I like, like the classic Midwest guy, right? Okay. And so, you know, the classic, uh, I'll just explain it. So Kenzie was explaining, actually, I think it was on my podcast like a year or so ago. She's like, Taylor loves the guy that has like 307 or less followers and like posts like only photos when like it's with his mom like for mother's day maybe like a graduation pic like one with the boys like maybe he's holding a fish in one of them like one after like football game like that's a 307 so he probably has like 20 or less posts and obviously he doesn't have like 307 followers because that would be like a little bit I would be concerned. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a like good like has an 1500 now. or yeah, like 1200 yeah. is good. That's 1200 <laughs> but, is solid. Yeah. But I feel like it's really resonated with a lot of the influencer and YouTube people in the community because they're like, I don't want to date someone that just wants me for my clout. Yeah. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend, <laughs> what like no hard feelings, wasn't an asshole, totally a good guy. Like I actually, my type is nice guys. Which is so weird because, like, I'm actually not that nice. Like, I have to, like, try really hard. I've had to, like, train myself <laughs> into being this, like, kind person that I'm now known as, be, like, with my friends. And I always say there's a bitch, <laughs> like, deep, deep down there and I can pull her out yeah. like, when I need to. But I just, like, really like nice guys. But, listen, my ex-boyfriend, you know, he's got um 30,000 followers now from when our p- previous relationship and, you know, and tries that's... to act. So... He quit his job once we started dating. So let's just say that. You know what? It's extra season. Always. Always. I love <laughs> Mr. 307. I really, really do. Yeah. Mr. Three. There's an Instagram account now. Everyone go follow it. Shut 307 guys. Up. Oh, my yeah, God. People submit. Literally. It's I feel like just girls get it because they're like, oh, my God, that's every guy in my high school or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So they'll submit like photos or like videos of like guys playing cornhole or as the Illinois people call it bags you know what I mean like outside and they'll like submit videos for me to repost and I'm like this is what I'm living for that is hilarious hopefully I hope like some people meet guys through that <laughs> I know I I feel like you could because there's a lot of hot guys on it to be honest do you know who Heather but anyway, McMahon is Yes, I'm obsessed with her. She always posts like random people and she'll be like, this guy is single. He's a lawyer. Oh, yes, she will. Like, he's smart and cute. Like, I feel like that's what you need to turn Mr. 307 into. Like, you just need to start Wait, poking people so up. you're so right. Right? Like, why not? Oh my God, I need to do that. Well, everyone always DMs me about my brother and I'm like, my brother's the luckiest guy in the world. Like, <laughs> he gets so many DMs from my freaking girls that I follow me. literally 
my brother hates being on camera now. He actually used to make YouTube videos when we were like in high school and there was like, you know, like no cloud attached. Now he refuses to be in my vlogs or like anything. Really? And yeah. It's so fucking annoying because we live together and he's hilarious. So I'm like, you're literally just like sabotaging me on purpose. But he got in my Instagram story a little bit last night and didn't throw a fit. So I posted it. And the DMs, man, the DMs. The DMs go crazy. Wait, why does he not want to be on camera now? He just doesn't like it. He's just like, yeah, he's so like, he, he's so weird. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. He, he'll just be like, I don't like social media anymore. And I'm like, okay. And then the next time he's like, I'm going to do Instagram again. I'm like, okay. Like he just like, he can't, he's like an old grandpa stuck in like a 24 year old body. Can't you know, decide. It's fair. It's fine. So. I want to move on to more YouTube questions. Okay. What is it like being, I feel like you, at least to me, I don't know about to other people, but I feel like you're seen as like the cool girl on Instagram and on like YouTube and stuff. So I'm just like wondering like, what the fork is that like? <laughs> taking a compliment, taking a compliment. This is me taking a compliment. I'm trying. You got this, sis. Thank you so much. I, you know, I think that. I think that the only reason I'm seen as a cool girl is maybe my style. Like, I think... Okay. I like to, like, dress really, like, comfortably and effortlessly, but still, like, kind of on trend. Like... That makes no sense. It's nothing, like, special, but it's, I think it is kind of, like, that cool girl style. I think the way I dress is, like, very similar to a lot of, quote-unquote, other cool girls. So I definitely can see why that's, like, an adjective associated with me. And I don't know. I think that, like, obviously there's, like, the pressure of social media and YouTube. And I think that hopefully it's always like the cool girl aspect does come from an authentic place. And like, I think I've gotten it in my head a lot of times being like, Oh wait, like I do dress like other cool girls. How can I be cooler? But yeah, it's just like, that's not cool. <laughs> like it's like trying to be like other people just like, isn't cool. So I think it's like, kind of goes back to even that like cool, calm and collected. It's just like, you gotta be, it's just like trying to be as chill as possible. And that honestly just comes from a place like, that makes you feel better even so. So like, honestly, my style is, is what is cool, but it's because I think you can tell that I feel really, really comfortable. If that makes sense. Got it. So I have two questions following that up. Did you like growing up on YouTube and, you know, maintaining this cool girl persona, did you know that you were the cool girl? Like, honestly, like, were you like, yeah, I'm killing this. I'm running this shit. Like, this is me. I got this. Like, did you know that? And then also, was there an added pressure because you knew that and you were like, oh my gosh, like I have to be on top of the trends 24 seven. I have to be constantly dressing like the next celebrity, like, et cetera. I have to buy the new bag. Like, did you feel that? I would say yes and no. I would say at the beginning, I definitely didn't feel that way. I think in high school, I definitely like knew, like, I have always had a thing for trends and fashion and style, just yeah. like point blank. Like I remember when I wore Lincoln Park after dark nail polish for the first time because I saw it in Teen Vogue in like sixth or seventh grade and I got made fun of at school. Everyone said that I was emo, you know, flash forward. Everyone's <laughs> fucking wearing it. Wore combat boots like junior year of high school, got made fun of flash forward. I go back, visit my high school. All the girls are wearing fucking combat boots like it was yeah. never about being cool because I didn't feel cool unless I was fitting in. So Got the it. trends in the style luckily have met in this place where what I like is actually finally cool because I always wanted to be cool, but the fashion and what I liked wasn't cool yet. So 
there was a really long time where I felt the pressure to be like everyone else. Like there was this phase. I don't know if you remember Bethany Moda. She was oh, yeah, really, really big on YouTube. And I felt that since I was on YouTube and I was doing fairly well, if I wanted to do better, I had to be more like her. I even had people tell me I had to be more like her that were like kind of trying to manage me at the time. And it just wasn't authentic to me. Yeah. Like it wasn't the people are, you're never going to get brand deals unless you're girlier and unless you wear more color and all this stuff. And it just wasn't really natural to me, but I did want to be cool so bad. And so finally, I think I just kind of grew up, I guess. And it's, it's really hard putting on a facade. Like it's just not, it's not, at least for me, it's not easy. So once I kind of started being myself, it just felt more empowering and authentic and then the pressure you know it kind of comes back to like my style what it's become yes is effortless and cool and chic but like it is mixing like a zara top with like a chanel booty so it's like honestly if it weren't for quarantine i probably would have spent so much money at bottega veneta by this point because like (laughs) that's what everyone's wearing right now that's a cool girl and like i fucking love bottega veneta and i want a few pieces so badly but there's nowhere to go so my bank yeah. account is very happy right now, but the pressure to like, even while I'm at home to stay on top of these trends is like a hundred percent there. Cause you want to maintain it. And it is the stuff that I like. Like I do like as just a person, I just fucking want the stuff. Yeah. Well, do you find yourself a lot of the times because I'm around like influencer people all the time. And it's funny because do you find yourself being like, Oh, I should buy the sh- new Chanel bag because one, I can kind of write it off and like, I need to be on top. Do you justify it with like those things? Like, you know, it, it can be a part of my new video, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. Yes. And no, I think that sometimes I get sucked in. I always say like, I'm an influencer that's influenced. Like I, me like, too. I'm not at the level where like Dior is sending me shit, but like those cool, there are cool girls that are if right. Only. I know. Like, I fucking, I literally, I kid you not. I told myself yesterday, I was like, Lauren, like, if you want to start getting sent this shit, you need to actually post, like, more outfit stuff. Like, you wear really cute outfits and you like this stuff. You just don't fucking post it enough. Like, you know what I mean? Yes! I'm going crazy over here, you guys. Like, so, but to also that point, I feel like I do... I just have loved fashion since a very young age and I've been very, very good at spotting trends. Like, I think that's why I do still blog is because I like curating this stuff for people. So I can almost tell if I really don't love it, but I know it's an it thing. I'm, I'm not going to buy it. But then when I do love it and it's an it thing, then I go through the mental process that you're Double talking whammy, about baby. of like, mm-hmm. it's a write off. I do get it. I use it in pictures, but I like really, really think about shit. Like I go over, like I'm staring at my Dior book tote right now. And that was something I pondered for months. <laughs> motherfucker. I pondered that shit. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's always yes and no. It's always yes and no. So speaking of you being so good at spotting on trends, which I completely agree with, I'm always like saving every one of your Instagrams. Who do you think are the next like big influencer people? Like, who are you looking out for? Who are you like, oh my gosh, this person's on the rise. Oh my gosh, I got to pay attention to their style. Like, who are you looking at? I can tell you right now, there's this niche of cool girls and it all started with MVB at MVB. Do you follow her? No. Okay. She's the ultimate okay, cool girl. I'm going girl. to her Instagram. She, you know, always was in the hundreds of thousands, finally hit a million. And you can see the aesthetic. And there's a lot of girls like this that have this like effortless, just kind of like not careless, but just it's like 
free like flowing like they they do almost the og thing of like they'll post a book on their bed and make it look oh i see it you know what i mean like they'll post a picture of their legs up in the air it's not that typical like i'm here with my coffee in front of the pink wall so that niche is definitely rising and the very neutral yes very neutral like that's where i get a lot of my inspiration from is with people under a million followers i don't really get inspiration from more let's say commercial type stuff and the person i would say to look out for is without a doubt 100 percent emma rose she is growing like crazy her content is stunning it's gorgeous she does an exceptional job of storying vlogging she she's a gorgeous girl but her photog her boyfriend helps her with her stuff and just her style's amazing like and her photos are amazing and you know looking at that and then I see this pressure of like oh wait I love the way this looks I want to do that but you know what I, I that's not really necessarily completely authentic to me and like there's things that I can learn from it and be inspired from but she just naturally fucking kills it and she's going to be hitting a million in no time and you're going to remember this. Yeah, no, I love that you do that. I actually think you should do, maybe you have actually in the past, but you should do like a influencer on the lookout thing because I I've feel tried. like you're so good at that. <laughs> You've tried. You know, this, is, <laughs> this is one of those things. I go to bed every night and I come up with like five great fucking ideas, all right? And then I'm so inspired and I'm like, I'm a genius. And then I wake up in the morning, I drink a coffee, I have like 30 minutes of like, what I used to feel on Adderall because my ADD is so bad. And then guess what? The rest of the day, I can't execute shit. I need a twin. Well, yeah, you do. You need someone to be doing half the things. So quick question about, I remember you in one of your podcasts, you were referring to your bitchy phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's the difference like between that phase and now? Like, how do you feel like you've matured as an adult and, you know, got out of that? Because I feel like a lot of people through their 20s, early 20s, like go through that, especially moving to L.A. I feel like it's just like you you develop it. I think my bitchy phase definitely stemmed from the Midwest. I grew up in a very like cheerleader football player situation. And I think the main thing that's changed is obviously you grow up, but I think what I've learned growing up is a lot of just like compassion and vulnerability and just how your energy affects other people, how, what to put energy into. And so a lot, I used to get really irritable. I used to, my biggest pet peeve I used to say was just stupid people. Like, why the fuck would you say that? Like just, just having no patience with other people. And I think the main thing that I realized, and this is obviously like I always say through fucking therapy, but I used to be mean to myself and that's how I would talk to myself. So if I was doing something and I wasn't executing on something, I would just be in my head being like, you're so fucking stupid. You're a dumb yeah. bitch. Like, whatever. And you and thought that was normal if you yeah, were talking exactly. to yourself. Like, if you that can say sense. that to yourself, like, you're going to say, say that, that to, to other people. And then, you you know, it starts with the people you love. And you get this, like, bitchy rapport. And you're like, well, my mom kind of puts up with it. So, obviously, like, other friends are going to put up with it. And I think I went through it a lot of like growing out of it it didn't really happen until I was probably like 21 I would say and it took like just I think it it just comes from personal work it doesn't really like 
happen when you meet the right people or you're doing the right thing. It really comes with like working on yourself. And it's funny because like I take full accountability for like being bitchy in the past. And I always say, I'll never hold it against you. What you did to me when you were like 18, you know what I mean? Because like, I wouldn't want you to do that to me. And you know, there are some people that have not done enough work on themselves that they'll still hold it against you. But I'm just, I've gotten to this point of like forgiveness and compassion and understanding in my life where like, if you were a cunt to me when you were 16, but now you're being nice to me when you're 21, I don't give a sh- I don't, I don't care about what you did when you were 16. And I've actually been I able to that. repair a lot of friendships in LA because of that, because there are people that I grew up with in the YouTube space that, you know, we've, we had issues when we were younger and now we're adults and it's like who the fuck cares yeah it's funny because I feel like growing up just being a viewer of yours I've seen this like really cool transformation of you being like you know going from this cool girl to like the cool and nice girl you know what I mean and like (laughs) it's it's cool because like I'm a little younger than you so it's cool to look up to to be like oh okay like I can always change or like you know what I mean watching someone when as an influencer like you're obviously going to influence others and I think it's cool for people to look up to that mentality thank you I mean if you look and I hate saying this because I don't want people to actually do it but like (laughs) if you look at my first like if you look at my first few videos that is a bitch like she like <laughs> I literally was but it was just because I was I love happy that you with admit myself that, like I was just so bitchy I was like I'm doing a haul like I don't really know like I just talked like a fucking little bitch like but it was because <laughs> I was miserable like I truly was a miserable person and you could that was the energy I put out there and it comes off as bitchy yeah what's one aspect of being an influencer like you feel like no one really touches on but is like a huge deal in your eyes so maybe they don't talk about like in person but you're constantly dealing with I think like luckily vulnerability is actually becoming more cool and I think it goes back to what you said about how like now it's cool to see the transformation and like you feel like now that I'm being more open about being kind and like growth and like all that stuff that you can do that and so I think that luckily like a lot of people are being more honest and vulnerable but I still feel like I relate to you more knowing that like you realize you were a bitch and I'm like oh my god (laughs) I was like that to my mom too like we can talk about it now and realize wow I shouldn't have done that and hopefully younger girls can be like oh I shouldn't do that exactly and I think that that's like why we're now in this special place of like okay how about instead of talking about how we were in our 20s once we're in our 30s what if we actually grow in our 20s and be better versions of ourselves now instead of having to do it in hindsight and I think that the thing that no one talks about is like the influencer world has changed so much and so fast and you know I think it's we finally have all caught up with it enough so that we understand it and we can talk more about it but I just did a podcast with JC Marie Smith and it was kind of selfish of me because maybe people couldn't relate to it but I I really just wanted to talk to her about the pressure of comparison and growing on social media. Like it's hard, you know, it's, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of comparison. And I think I've been dealing with it for quite a few months and to the point where like, I've been just making sure I don't get depressed and don't give up because I've been doing it for so long to the point where I feel like I don't want to do it anymore. And in reality, that's not an option and it's not truly what I want, but that's the overwhelming feeling. And I think, being more open with like the real side of social media. And even if you're an influencer, how you're still affected by other influencers and the pressure to like 
grow and be perfect and be popular and just like it's a lot and I think at the end of the day as long as you can be vulnerable and cultivate a true community that's actually influenced by you that's not just looking at you you know I think there's a difference of a girl that like you look at and you're just like makes you kind of feel shitty and you're jealous of her you try to figure out how to look more like her and a girl that like you actually connect with and you're like oh I trust her opinion so I am gonna swipe up not just like oh I'm curious because I'm jealous of this girl if that makes sense yes I love that and I feel like everyone relates to that even no matter how big you are you're constantly comparing to the even bigger person yeah I think it goes in like regular work you know just one quick question about just personally I'm I'm curious about For someone like me, who's like really small and I'm just trying to navigate this space and, you know, I work for a YouTuber. So like I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing with my own stuff. What piece of advice would you give someone like me who's just trying to figure out what my voice is, what my groove is, what my vlog style is, like all of that? Like what what would you say? Would you be uh, other than like being authentic or you know what I mean? Like what's what's an actual thing I can take away with me? Well, the first thing I want to say is I have to commend you because you know, it is easy to kind of like be, let's say a quote unquote bigger influencer and there's a lot of incoming stuff. Right. And I think like the, if you look at exactly like how we got to this exact place, we're here, like it's almost the steps that you've maybe subconsciously or not taken is that you DM'd me a ton and to the point where like you're you had your Instagram branded. So every time you DM'd me, I didn't really think you were a random person if this makes sense, I kind I'm of, so curious, like be brutally no, honest like, because this is, like, like, I legit, literally have like, DM'd you for years. <laughs> well, so like I always saw, like I, I do check my DMs a lot. And so I always saw you DMing me, but I noticed that it looked more branded. Like to me, it looked like a brand and it looked like someone in like your, like your handle. I was, it was like polls. I was like, okay. And it just, it stuck with me. It caught my eye. And to the point where I started DMing you back and then like what I was even saying when, when it's about going out and dating, like I then in person, like physically saw you at an event. So it was like those two things synced up to me because I was like, wait, I, I know this brand. Wait, oh my God, you're TKS Juicy Pulls. And I even said, I was like, wait, is it TSK? Is it TKS? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like you're stunning. Like you're gorgeous. And we talked and I was like, this is so natural. And like, if you DM'd me and I didn't necessarily meet you in person, like who knows if I would have. Right. But it was the combination of like the constant DMing, the incredible branding, then the meeting you and at the perfect event, like it was a small event when we both happened to be there. It's like getting out, actually networking, just because you can network on social media doesn't mean you, you should stop there. And I met you in Completely. person. And I think you've done a good job of connecting with other people in the community. And so when I see, you know, Kenzie Elizabeth is, you know, tagging you and OK Sis or whatever. And I'm like, wait, those are girls that I've now met. I'm like, oh, wait, like this is kind of like we're in like this little community together. And so when you were like, yeah. hey, like long shot, do you want to come on my podcast? I DM'd you back like 36 seconds later. And I was like, long <laughs> shot. I was like, obviously, like, what are you talking about? But if that happened like six months ago. I'm also an anxious person and I'm also like, you know, I've said yes for so long. I don't, I don't say yes as much because I have anxiety and shit. And so maybe I wouldn't have said yes. Also, it's a lot to ask. It's like a full hour of your time. I understand because I I feel that way when I ask people, but for me, the way it happened was so like perfect in this, in the sense of the way you network and the steps that you took of building your personal brand, putting yourself out there, following up, like engaging in the community, like you just have to like continuously keep doing that. And I feel like you did. And like, that's why we're here. So it's not exactly advice you can take away because I feel like you've 
you've really already done it. And I think that you need to like recognize that. And I think it is like, you've done something so niche and like cool. It's like juicy polls. Like what? Like that's so sick. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's engaging. And like, even if people don't necessarily know you, like I've gone to your story a couple of times, like I just want to click the buttons and then like see what everyone else is doing. Like, I just think you're doing a great job and to keep like, like genuinely networking and like, yes, of course be authentic, but like, build on top of that and don't be afraid to like ask like scout says it the best she's like the worst thing that could happen is someone says no Who yeah fuck? like you just you just keep doing it so I know that's not very helpful but I just had to compliment you on that well thank you so much I will say I have to compliment you back because when you did come up to me and you recognized and you like said my weird ass handle, I was like, oh my God, she recognizes it. And I thought it was so cool that you act, you acted like you knew me versus acting like you didn't know me. Cause so many people I'm like, you know, I I get it. Like it's hard to remember people, but even myself, like I know when someone's in my DMS like a gazillion times, or I know when someone's like, you know, whatever. So I, I commend you because you came up to me and you were so nice and kind and open. And as someone who's like such a fan of you, I was so like, it was so cool because I was like, oh my God, like she's actually a just as cool in person. Listen, I've met too many people <laughs> that have pretended like they don't know me after I, oh, same. 30 minutes after they've liked my Instagram photo. So I'm yeah. just like, we're from the Midwest. Like we don't have fucking time <laughs> for that shit. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so a couple more questions, then we'll run through the polls. One question is, who is one person in your career that you feel like has really helped you and taken you under your wing? That's hard because I feel like there's different people for different things. What I would say is I think each chapter is different. You know, the first the first chapter was my mom and her entrepreneurial spirit and really pushing me out there and really showing me like to just take risks. And then once I got to L.A., I would say – it was, it was a long process of finding that. And I think I found a really good best friend in just the traditional Hollywood. Like she was just a traditional producer. You know, she's quite a few years older than me, not quite a few, like saying she's old, like she's just a few years older than me. And she really, I kind of just, you know, got under the wing with her, my friend Hunter March, who was like kind of my co-host for a really long time. And then onto the next wing it was really my agents like I built such a strong relationship with them and I think it's really easy in LA to kind of take for granted the people working for you and Mm -hmm. that they really do know what they're doing and I'm someone who's very strong-willed and very opinionated but I really truly always take other people's advice but I stick to my guns on what I know and building that relationship they've they've never bailed on me I've had to go through so much trial and error with different managers and stuff and they're like no matter what like we trust you like we're in this together and I think the scary thing is like even though these people work for me and they're at this huge agency like they can drop me you know and we've really just built a strong foundation and they've they've supported me so much to the point where I finally got um two great managers over a year ago after so much like it's that behind the scenes struggle that no one knows you know like yeah I've had to fire people People and it's been the most horrible, horrible things I've ever had to do. Like I fired someone and they told me the first thing they said was, you know what? I thought you were going to be a star, but, and it was just the meanest thing. Like it was the meanest thing ever. And it's like, I'm just, oh. a, I'm just a young girl, like trying to figure it out and like trying to stick to my guns on some stuff. And now I have finally a female manager on my team. Who's really just has that nurturing, but like smart and just, 
it's having these people it's surrounding yourself with the people that you know really really are on your side because there's some people that they don't really have the right intentions and you know I think it's great to have friends I think I'm that person for a lot of my friends I've weirdly become and you know I'm trying to get better at like making people realize that confidence isn't narcissism but like it's true like I've become the person that I've literally had people connect me with people that are more successful than me to help them figure out their management situation. And I'm just like, oh, like, that's cool. So it's, it takes a lot of hard work. But then once you find those people, you have to just, like, let yourself go under their wing. And it, it depends. There's always going to be a new chapter. So who knows what's next? I think what's cool, too, about this industry and probably any industry is I feel like someone always takes someone under their wing. And then once they do that to you you want to do the same for someone else, which I think is really cool. So is there anyone that you feel like you've taken under your wing or are you not at that point yet? I think I've always really been that person for like quite a few of like my closest friends. I think mm-hmm. like I always joke with my boyfriend, like every time I go to my friend Claudia's house, I like I end up like making her do this, this and this, you know, like I'm like text UTA, do this, like do that. Like you need to make this move. Like, why aren't you doing this? And so I've really helped like a lot of my closest friends like Claudia, like my cousin Chloe, really make those decisions, literally type out the emails, fire this person, like hire this person. So I think it's mostly like I would say like Chloe and Claudia just because we have grown up together and they're both younger than me. So I've kind of like I've taken the risks first so then I can tell them what to do after. And can I just say shout out Greg? Oh my God. I mean, he's, (laughs) he's my everything. I mean, he's the best. He's, he's, he's had my back for years. I told him we were like DMing back and forth and I told him, I was like, Hey, I think I'm having Lauren on the pod. He was like, no way. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy for you, TK. She's the best. I was like, Oh my God. woohoo! (laughs) He's literally the best. I mean, I always tell him, I'm like, you're never getting rid of me. And I was like, I know you want to kill me half the time, but like, (laughs) I, I light a fire. I'm like, listen, I know I'm not your biggest client, but like you're you got a job to do. Get it the fuck done. Like, I'm not afraid to be like, hey, just because you have other work to do, like I'm pushing you to do my work first. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. You got it. If you if you can't stand up for yourself, like no one will. Yeah. You know, last few questions. A lot of YouTubers have done this thing where, you know, you move to L.A., you kind of dip into the acting scene, and then you get really back into YouTube. Why do you feel like you kind of tried out the acting scene and then came back to YouTube? You weren't like, ah, I don't want to be a feature in a feature film. I don't know what your reasoning was, but why do you think that's a common thing? That is, such, is it because of money? That is such a crazy question because I, I feel like no one's even asked that before. But it's like when you said it, I was like, wait, that's so true. I would say money is definitely a factor for sure. Like just being completely transparent. I think that was a final factor. Now thinking about it, yes. I mean, the reason I got into acting is because genuinely when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor. I literally auditioned for all that like when I was 11. I, oh, my God. My really good friend won the contest. Shut all the that. fuck up. Are you kidding me? I'm not me? kidding. You actually have to meet her because she's so crazy and fun. She lives in L.A. She's an actor now. Oh, but my she literally God. won the competition, like that, the Nickelodeon competition. Oh, my God. But you have you have to introduce us because I have to tell her my audition story. It was a nightmare, but I won't get into it. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, so I got into acting because that's genuinely what I wanted to do. And 
I think I got pretty lucky in it because I think the stuff that I did was actually good quality content at the time. And once again, not to toot my own horn, but like just genuinely, I think it's once again, surrounding yourself with people making the right decisions. It was strategic. It wasn't luck. It was genuinely like there where YouTubers are getting a bad rep right now. And that kind of sucks. And you know, I worked really hard in acting for a really long time and I did some amazing stuff, but you kind of realize, okay, wait, like there's not that much money in this. It's really, really hit or miss. It's really hard. And like, why am I running long hours? I was working like 18 hour days and getting paid $300 before tax and commission. So like basically getting paid $50 for something that people made. Oh, and not to say that that's not a lot of money, mostly to say that people were making way more money off that than I was. So it was like people were making hundreds of thousands of dollars off the work that I was doing when I was making, you know, around a hundred bucks and doing and and making really good shit out of it. And it just was never getting recognized. It was never, it was fulfilling for a really long time. And then I kind of started realizing that I would be sitting on set and waiting around a lot because that's the whole thing of acting it's like hurry up and wait and I'd be waiting around a lot and I'd just be on my phone like trying to get these deals done and trying to make this other dream come true and seeing other people on Instagram living their normal lives and being like fuck I miss that like I I, you know I don't want to I kind of don't want to be stuck on set I kind of do want to be home like showing people cute shoes and makeup and shit like that and then you realize like oh wait I have a platform for that like yeah why am I running to this other thing when I have this thing that I really, really like? And so I think I just really realized that I like being my own boss. I don't really like being told what to do. There was a lot out of my control and I went along with it for a really long time thinking I was going to have more control and I didn't get it. And I think I could have kept going, but honestly, there's too much opportunity on the other side. And I really saw that opportunity and I decided to invest in myself. And I, you know, I wanted to make the smart decision of like, you know, acting's not really going anywhere. My ability to act isn't going anywhere, but the potential to build, you know, a million dollar business is going somewhere. So, and look at that. You birthed XLE <laughs> pretty much. Hello. Okay. Hello. Last question. And then we'll run through the polls super quickly because I know you have a dinner to go to. Also, I'm really sorry. Who's- I know I talk a lot. No, no, no. Like I'm literally here for it. <laughs> Whose PR list do you wish you were on? Oh my God. Like any designer, like Dior, okay, fucking Prada, Louis Vuitton, you name it. Got it. And was there ever a brand trip or like an event that you weren't invited to that you were like, what the hell? Like, why wasn't I invited to this or like bummed out about? I'm trying to think if there was one that's more specific than what I'm thinking of. I mean, there's definitely I think I was definitely bummed for a, a, a short period of time that I was getting invited to revolve stuff that was like more closer in proximity to L.A., like I was only getting invited oh. to like the bigger trips and then like the stuff that was like Vegas, Palm Springs, Napa, like those like kind of like current ones. And then everyone else was like going to like Tokyo and France and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like I wish that they thought I was a model and I could go on that. <laughs> like, but it's so funny because like me, I'm like, you are now like you're the me. girl that I'm like. watch me watch me try to take a photo i do not know what to do with my face why do you think i take me your pics all the time but yeah i mean i can't besides that i can't really think of it just because also i have short-term memory so there we go no it's okay i think that's very fair and then we'll run through these polls who do you think you should quarantine with your boyfriend or your fam i voted family what did you vote i voted fam too because i feel like a lot of people are breaking up if they're quarantined with their significant (laughs) other (laughs) 
yeah i mean i i think it's like you re- you appreciate your family more during quarantine and you realize you don't have to grow up as fast as you think you do and it's okay not to quarantine with with your boyfriend no i'm like if my parents hadn't gotten a divorce like two years ago they would have gotten one now oh yeah like if I they mean, were quarantined together oh I'm yeah like, oh my god thank god we got that out of the way you know <laughs> Okay, 61% said fam, so you're in the winning slot. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Are you being more productive or lazy during quarantine? Lazy, 100%. I feel like I'm weirdly being productive, but all three of my roommates that I'm living with are, like, motivating me to be productive, so I feel like that's helped. Yeah, see, I'm with my family. I'm doing the opposite. Yeah. No, if I would have gained, like, 25 pounds if I was home and I would have just ordered pizza and, like, yeah. I literally. I probably texted too many guys. I FaceTimed my little brother last night at 1130 after he went to bed and said, I really need you to go downstairs and get me a handful of Twizzlers. Like, uh, <laughs> and I ended up getting them myself. Like, it's bad. We're, we're not in good spot. Thank God for little brothers. Okay, 65% said lazy, 35% per- said See, productive. See, doesn't that make you feel less alone, kids? Come on. Yeah, makes sense. Would you ever start your own business? During quarantine, though, wasn't that it? Oh, yeah, during quarantine. Would you ever start it? I voted no, and then I saw a lot of people voted yes. But, like, it's tough. I think it kind of depends what it is. I feel like I've really given the whole vlogging thing a chance, which has been nice because I'm like, I have nowhere to go. Like, there's nothing I can do but edit this video. Right. So for me, that's kind of been a blessing. But like when it comes to actually kickstarting a business, I'm like, I don't know if that's a great time. Yeah. I mean, I think that like financially, obviously, like the economy. Hello. But I think that the creative part about like starting a business passion project thing, like I see how we have the time to do it. And I think we're we're dabbling. But like, just like, would you start a business right now? I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 71% actually said yes. I know. That's crazy. So I hope you all are fucking starting businesses right now if you voted that. (laughs) I know. Some cute ass new boutiques that I can shop from. Are you spending or saving more during quarantine? Spending. Kind of. I feel like I'm a little bit of both. I'm such like a experience spender. Like when I'm out, I'm like, oh, I'll get another drink. I'll like order more food. I'll get another Uber to the next place that I don't need to be going to. <laughs> but I feel like so I, in that case, I'm saving. But like with online shopping, I'm spending more. Well, that's the thing. It's like I'm saving because my mom's here and she's the one going to the grocery store. And I always pay for all the groceries. So I'm like, technically, I might be <laughs> leveling this out right now because I literally cannot stop buying things for my house. It's bad. Honestly, I'm just here for it because, like, I get to watch what you buy via vlogs. So I think you should continue. That's all I have. (laughs) Write it off, sis. 65% said saving. Good for you guys. guys. Yeah. Is being an influencer a real job? I said yes. I said yes as well. 90% said yes. Fuck you to the other 10%. You want to try it? Come on over. (laughs) I feel like that's more than I was expecting, though. No, definitely. I think there's, like, the, like, people... I think if you put that any like a different poll somewhere else, maybe your demographic just likes us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you? I, I feel like it really came out. My demographic came out when like I did this TV show bracket and like Hannah Montana was winning over like Game of Thrones. And I was like, OK, oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, this is a little bit embarrassing. Do you struggle with mental health? There. Yeah, I feel like I do, too. Seventy percent said yes. Thirty percent said no. all seeking help. Yeah. Shout out therapy. Does quarantine make you more anxious than normal? Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> I feel like for me, it's been yes and no because you seem like you're fucking thriving. <laughs> I appreciate that. I feel like 
I don't normally live in the house that I'm currently living with. Oh. So like I'm with I'm like such an extrovert that I'm like around people all the time. So like that's keeping me busy. I feel like sometimes when I get by myself, I'll like spiral and like yeah. overthink things. Yeah. There's a lot of time to get anxious right now. Yeah. 71% said yes. And I will say a lot of my friends have said they've been way more anxious. It's a lot to deal with. There's like a lot of factors. Completely. Are you taking care of your skin during quarantine or letting it go to shit? I said yes, because it's kind of like the only hobby I really have. Same. I'm taking, I'm like doing all the cream serums, you know, spot treatments. You're glowing. I'm, I'm living for it. <laughs> 69% said taking care. Good job, guys. I'm like, unless the occasional like podcast or FaceTiming a boy, like there's no reason I have makeup on. Yeah, true, true. Are you glowing up during quarantine? (sighs) I was trying for a while, but now I'm over it. So no. (laughs) I feel like I weirdly am just putting all this health and fitness before me that like during these quarantine times that I'm, I feel great about myself. (laughs) Dude, it's the Corona glow up. Like you might as well take something out of it. You know, exactly. I'm partying less. So that's great for my skin. (laughs) 46% said yes. 54% said no. Do you follow Instabaddies for inspo or does it make you feel bad about yourself? It makes me feel bad about myself. I would say same, but like a part of me loves it. Yeah, like I think there's like there there's so many different types of baddies these days. So you really just have to find the baddie for you. Yeah, you really do. You have to pick and choose your baddies. 44% said for inspo. 56% said feel bad. Wow, interesting. I have this like theory. Well, I don't even think it's a theory anymore. I think it's just coming to fruition that all these Insta baddies who like just used to post their ass aren't making any money because it's only guys that are following them and no one's buying the shit that they're promoting. So they're getting no deals. They're not getting any affiliate link money. Like only comments they're getting are eggplant emojis. Like it's just not working. Bro, I've said this for so long. Like I'm like, it doesn't like their demographics are all men. Like, yeah, I'm like 95% female is where it's at. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Okay, and would you rather live in L.A. or the Midwest for the rest of your life? I'm pretty sure I put L.A. on the pole. This is so hard for me. <laughs> it's real. It, it's tough. It's tough. <sighs> I genuinely don't know what I want to do because I feel like I would be like a great Real Housewife of Indianapolis. Wow. That would be <laughs> incredible. I know. They need a Midwest Real Housewife Manifest franchise. Manifest that shit. I think they were piloting Chicago, but I don't really want them to do Chicago. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of... We need I, like I a could nice have suburb. My, like, yeah, I could have my golden retrievers. Like, I could have my kids. We could go to the football games. Like, I, I picture Ugh. that, but also I picture myself, like, still going to events when I'm older. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, I don't know. said LA, 44% said Midwest. Pretty close. Do you feel like you've peaked in life? No. (laughs) I feel like no, for sure. 90% said no. I think it's mostly like, uh, not because, what's it called? Because I think I'm going to peak. I think it's mostly like, I fucking hope I didn't peak yet. (laughs) I feel that. You know? I feel like I'll probably peak when I'm like married and have kids. Isn't that what every girl says? I think I'm going to peak as a mom. Sorry. By the way, I have to tell you I'm a cancer, too. Oh, my girl. She gets it. 
I get it. I get it. Okay. Well, Lauren, thank you literally so much for taking the time. I know you have to go to dinner and I just appreciate you giving such thorough answers and just giving me the time of day. It's so sweet of you. Oh my God. Don't sell yourself short. First of all, second of all, I'm sorry. I talk so much. Like I literally like have a problem. It's so embarrassing, but thank you so much for having me. You're incredible. Amazing. And don't fucking stop. And honestly, like keep glowing up. Like don't let my laziness rub off on you. (laughs) Like stick to your quarantine routine and I'll stick to mine. <laughs> and then we'll meet somewhere in the middle once the world opens no, back No, I love up. it. <laughs> and I can see you again. Yeah. Well, do you want to pimp yourself out? Where can everyone follow you? Listen to the pod. You know, follow the vlogs, etc. At Lauren Elizabeth. Everything else you need to know is in my bio. Besides my YouTube channel. I don't know why I haven't been promoting it, but it's not in there. So if you want to go to watch the vlogs, just search Lauren Elizabeth on YouTube or search Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. And you should be able to figure it out. You all seem savvy. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be sure to follow Lauren and follow me on Instagram at TK's Juicy Polls because without following me, you can't be a part of the pod and make someone's day this week. Peace. Bye.